We had just finished a night of light drinking. Hunter, Journey, and Mickey were all drunk. Skylar and I were still sober, but sometimes I think that if we both had been drunk, maybe something would have had us turn around and go home. Maybe we'd be tired and just want to sleep. Maybe I wouldn't have had to remember this night. But here I am, and there we were, driving with one headlight out on the California coast. Dude, you're gonna love this place. Jerry and I go here all the time on late night dates. Seriously, it's so peaceful out here, Damien. Okay, I mean, I didn't say I wouldn't go. I've just never done something like this the night before. Isn't it illegal or something? What's gonna happen? Get pulled over by beach cops in a Speedo? Oh, come on, guys. Leave him alone. I'm just happy you're here with us, Damien. Thanks, I guess. And you too, Skylar. But what's it like being the only one sober on the beach at night? Are you gonna, like, keep us from drowning and stuff? Lifeguard type shit? Only because Mom would kill me if I let you drown. I'm not drunk either, guys. Yeah, well, we're not even sure you can swim, so gotta get you in the water. Shouldn't we, like park somewhere out of sight? That's not a bad idea, Hunter. Park close to the shore so I can just watch you idiots from the car. As if. I changed my mind. No more lifeguard. You're getting naked! Just like when we were babies, Graham Graham giving us a bath. Promise I won't peek. You can keep your socks on if you want. Protect your toes from the hungry fish. Where are we gonna keep our clothes? Are we just like stripping here? This mom boy next door. Don't want the girls to see it dangle. Just don't want to embarrass you is all. Oh, shit. Yup, I'm staying here. Let's see then, big boy. Hmm, yeah. Sorry, man. Gonna wait until we're closer to the water. It must be kind of chilly, judging by the look of uh, that thing right there. What do you mean? It's like 73 or something. What? Whatever, let's go. You guys go ahead. I'll hang back for a bit. All jokes aside, I've got to calm my nerves. Staring at you all naked doesn't actually make this any easier. Want to just wait until they're in the water? Yeah, that should help. Knew we wouldn't do it. Go talk to him, Mickey. Hey, Damien, look, I know you don't get out much, and I know this is kind of a weird way to get- Hey, eyes are up here, dude. Come on. Sorry. Nerves. Not familiar with this kind of thing? Doesn't matter. Come on. Look, we gotta get you and Skylar in the water. Journey is kinda hoping you guys will hook up. This could be good for both of you. Just lighten up, man. Wait, seriously? You could've not told me that, or you could've just lied to me. I don't- Please, Damien, for me. I- <sighs> Whatever, Mick. I guess. Just turn around. Oh no, dude, leave me out of this. No, no. If I'm going in there, you're coming too. Hey, eyes are up here. You wouldn't see it underwater. For fuck's sake, fine, whatever. Fuck you, Journey. You owe me. Aw, look at you two. Let's hold hands and get in the waters one happy family. Fuck off. Uh, this water feels like 
Well, it kind of feels like I'm swimming in warm Sprite or something. It does feel a little fizzy. Kind of sus for real. You peeing, babe? Nah. But I am starting to feel something else. You get a little tingly down there. On God, that's my cue. Bye, y'all. Wait, for real? He's really doing this right now? What the fuck, sis? I, I need to clear my mind. Hunter started to walk back to shore then. He just walked right out of the water and towards the steep walls past the beach. We thought he had to pee or something, you know? Or maybe performance anxiety. The water felt alive at this point, like bubbly, like it was brushing against your skin, like the bubbles in a hot tub. We knew this beach was different, warmer, and we just wrote it off. Journey had said something about wet sand creating bubbles in the sea, and at night, maybe we just thought we were feeling the bubbles and not seeing them. So that just happened. Journey? Don't look at me. Maybe he's got a piss or something. Dude gets really weird when he's drunk. I'm just glad I didn't have to sit through what's about to happen. Good riddance. Oh, whatever. Idiot. What? Hey! Uh, stop! Oh, come, come on, my hair! I had drifted a bit further away from the group at this point. I started kind of swimming off after Hunter ducked his head underwater. I didn't really want to be around that whole scene. They started to splash each other, and moments later I watched them all get out of the water, walk right past their clothes, and take the same path Hunter did. I started to wade back to shore to follow them, but the fizz in the water felt sharper, more staticky. I thought I felt something pull back on my leg before I was pulled under the water as a wave crashed over me. That's when it happened. Everything felt warm and comfortable, like I was moving just because I loved the way it felt to walk. I stepped out of the water and onto the shore, walking towards the others. I didn't notice I didn't have control of my body until I passed our clothes. I wanted to gather them up and bring them with us so that I could remind everyone to get dressed. But I just kept going. My mouth started feeling dry and I realized I had been repeating that I needed to clear my mind. But still, I was comfortable. Still, I was clueless. It wasn't until I caught up with the rest of the group that I started to understand the strangeness of it all. Hunter was there, in front of everyone else, standing, staring at the face of a cliff. Once my body stopped walking, Hunter stepped through the rock wall, and then Mickey, then Journey, Skylar, and myself. What was waiting for us on the other side of that wall? I want to think it was just a dream, maybe some kind of hallucination from whatever was in the water, but, well, I can't. On the other side, or inside, or whatever of this cliff, there was an open forest. There were other people, naked, dangling in the trees, lounging in the branches, enjoying one another's bodies in ways I had really only seen online at that point. I did not understand. I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't shake the warmth of it all, the comfort. With everything going on, I still felt like I belonged. We kept walking, 
eventually I realized that as I, at the end of the line, had passed the others, like, dancing or whatever in this area, they lined up and followed us. So we were walking along this tree-lined path, and we got to this oh, cave. Okay, keep it. Sorry. This part is... It's difficult. As soon as he passed the threshold to this cave, Hunter, he spoke again, but he sounded different. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the festivities. Clear your mind. Be free here. Come to. to walk further into the cave. I was mortified. I was screaming, begging, pleading for any merciful god to stop our march over strewn bones and shallow blood pools. The darkness never became too encroaching. I could see everything around me, but not the walls of the cave. But I could hear these carapaced legs skittering across the walls. The sounds of marrow suckled from bone sheath, the cracking of spines, the rending of flesh. I heard it. I saw something red flit across the ground and shuffle up Mickey's leg as she walked. It scaled her and grabbed her earlobe and its tiny pincer and stretched her skin thin, thin, thinner, and into its chittering wall. As it pinched off more and more of her cheek and ear, it widened the canal to her brain and disappeared inside. Mickey just kept walking. Left foot, right foot. My throat was raw. I was so sure that I was screaming, but I never heard anything beyond the choir of clear minds and the thrills of the things in the dark savoring our flesh. Walking, walking, walking. I felt the pain when one of the crimson shells first scuttled up my leg. It tore a bit of thin flesh off of my kneecap, but before it could pull it into its mouth, a chittering sound grew unbearably loud, and so many more crabs started to climb up my legs, and they tore the one that had my skin in its claws apart, picking the meat from its shell like any of us would at a Chinese buffet that served crab legs. That's when I knew, irrevocably, that Mickey was dead. I felt the blood trickling out of my knee. Mickey felt that crab pull her brain apart lump by mushy lump, and probably heard the crab's gleeful chatter as it sucked it down. Just as I heard the ransacked crab shell clatter to the ground, I stopped. God, I had wanted to stop so badly. I even believed then that maybe I had some control over my body again. 
but when I tried to turn and run, it felt like my bones were threatening to tear through my concrete skin. No matter how I yearned to break them off and crawl out of that cave, my legs were stuck. Immovable. I was a well-prepared and presented feast. Screeches ached in from the walls that were just out of sight. The cave grew darker the further in we went. Screeches started to ache in from the walls. But still within my sphere of vision was this deluge of people passing me by. Everyone who had lined up behind us, just massing, swarming in front of us, wading through a tide of the starving crabs. Hunter and the others were still ahead of me, completely still, like I was. Maybe they were already dead, like Mickey. I watched silently, completely still, as flesh and meat were stripped from countless legs in front of us, and when the bones began to be picked at and shatter, I watched the swarming mass consume their prey, still struggling to propel themselves forward on their arms until they were hopelessly consumed, without waste. The crabs parted, full, I have to assume, and there was a chant amongst them now, a song perhaps urging our footsteps forward, ever forward again. We had to have walked a mile into this cave when the song subsided and we couldn't progress any further. What met us at the end of our trek was not a cave wall. It was instead this shimmering red and yellow dappled shell, pristine but at the same time miserable. There were bits of meat and some kind of liquid oozing from the joints in this shell, threatening to burst and spray us all with shattered nails. We all stood next to one another now, before this behemoth drooling. Specks of flesh hung on the rough edges of the slowly wavering pincers near this beast's mouth. He leaned forward and trained his pearly black eye on Hunter, and then he picked him up by his back. I heard his spine break as the tip of this monster's claw pressed into it. We all watched as Hunter disappeared headfirst and amidst spurts of blood into the crab's mouth. Journey was next. One of her arms fell to the ground after she was dropped into the thing's mouth. I let myself stare at it when it went through Skylar. I'd known Mickey since we were kids. We were neighbors. We are still neighbors, standing next to each other now. She's lifted by the behemoth before me and tossed into the audience of red behind us. I can't turn my head to say goodbye. I could only hear the same soundtrack I'd been hearing since we arrived in that damn cave. When the claw finally met my face, it was gentle. It was delicate. It was taking care not to tear my skin or even bruise me. It slowly found its way to my mouth, and I opened it as wide as I could, and the warmth and comfort came back. I felt honored. I felt ecstatic. I think I felt true love for the first time in my life. I felt the tip of the claw split in my mouth. Something warm danced across my tongue and scuttled down my throat. Then I turned around, and the crab split 
revealing a path out of the cave. I took one step, and then another, and then I woke up fully dressed and in the driver's seat of Hunter's car, with the car running. I drove home. I drank. I went to class. That was a year ago, last Halloween. I see. And you think that has something to do with strange bowel movements? No, Doc. I said there was movement in my stomach, hard lumps shifting around. Lift up your shirt, please. Hmm. Oh my. Oh, son. I'll be back with some equipment to listen to what's going on in there. Need anything? A drink? Some water would be great. Got it. Thanks, Doc. I need to clear my mind.